And that was just today by Feeder here on 382 Radio. And it is now approaching 8pm. It's 8.01 in fact. So, as promised, here's the interview I recorded earlier this week with the absolutely fantastic Danny Mack. And we're joined today by Danny Mack. How are you, Danny? I'm fine, mate. How are you? I'm great, thanks. So let's kick straight into it. How long have you been making music? Um, well, I've been making music since I was probably about um, 16, but um, I kind of stopped about five years ago and only recently about a month and a half has started making music again. So it's kind of on and off. And what was it that first inspired you to get into music? Um here in Nirvana, I, I guess, smells like teen spirit, the way the guitar's crunched. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I loved it. And, um, it, yeah, it just made me, made me want to learn how to play guitar and kind of, you know, um, like progress along it. And then I kind of went into like bands in like Rancid and, uh, Operation Ivy. And, um, I just kind of went from there, man. So you mentioned you learned to play guitar. Do you play any other instruments, or are you just a guitar person? Um, well, I, I've got a bass and I've got a MIDI controller, you know, for like production and stuff. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't even call myself a guitarist. <laughs> I'd call myself a guitar player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because um, uh, I haven't played re- until recently. Like, I can't. I can only remember the blues scale. Yeah. <laughs> like, so um, I, I think uh, when I get a new new electric, I'm gonna start um, brushing up on my scales. I think. Oh, that sounds nice. Got any? You got your eyes on, or would you be something um, spur at the moment? It's a Les Paul Epitone. You know, Very just nice something choice. cheap, man. I, I I can't really afford anything <laughs> extravagant. I, I know the feeling. So. Talk about your creative process behind writing a song. You you have a lot out there. What sort of goes through your head when you're trying to write one? Um, well, basically, I try to um, produce a drum beat, and if I can't produce one, I'll just grab a sample and um, map out some drums. Then I'll um, kind of play a couple of guitar parts and see which one works the best. And then I'll build the track from there. And then I'll add the bass. And kind of lyrics is like the last thing I do. Um, I kind of just produce an instrumental. And then I kind of write lyrics over the top of it if I can. Um, I, I find that my verses are weaker than my choruses. Because, um, I don't know, I find that I can write a chorus a lot quicker and a lot easier and fluently than compared to when I'm writing verses which annoys me. Mm. And is there anything particular behind your lyrics? Is there a, a, often a message or is it just what comes to you at the time? Um, yeah, I guess it's just what comes to me at the time. I mean, some of them, like, some of them are quite getting quite dark. Um, like, uh, there's one about, like, um, there's a girl I kind of know and it's kind of, situated around her and she's got like a heavy drug addiction and like she'll basically rob you of whatever you have and um it's kind of one's kind of not about her but kind of the situation that she's kind of in 
Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I don't, I, that's a kind of new thing for me. I kind of used to write more pop punky stuff um, and reggae. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hard one. I, I think I just, I, the easiest thing to say is that I just kind of write it. But, um, uh, with, yeah, yeah, I just write it. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned that you write in a few different styles. When Do you almost choose a style before you start writing a song? Or does it come with you as you begin to write it? Um, yeah, I, a lot lately I kind of think, well, I'm going to make a hardcore track and then I'll make a hardcore track. But um, it all depends on what kind of drums that I manage to produce or, or find. Because at the moment I'm trying to get more... Um, no effects style drums like 16th double times and um trying to produce that beat um i find it very very hard so I, it's easier to find a sample but i haven't found a sample that's as good as smelly from no effects mm. so it's kind of hard for the moment and um, is there any style that you prefer to write in or is a particular favorite for you to make music of I love making scar tracks. Mm. Um, I really, I really enjoy them. Uh, I have a lot of fun with them. Uh, I find that I can kind of be a bit more silly with the lyrics, and a bit more light-hearted and playful. Yeah. Which, um, well, it it kind of sucks if all your songs are depressing all the time, doesn't it? So, yeah. like, it's always good to have a couple of scar tracks that kind of change things a bit, and. Um, make it a bit more lively and do you have a favorite song of that uh sort of genre that you've made before or would you say they're all up there uh, my favorite one that i've made so far out of the scar tracks is i wish i was a skinhead mm. um yeah it just makes me laugh um because uh i was a little punk rocker when i was younger but um you know, I used to go around in like cherry red DM boots and like punk rock leather jackets and stuff like that, and mohawks. And um, I don't know, it just reminded me of like my younger times when I was writing that. So yeah, it, it, it's a it's a fun track, I think. Mm, sounds fantastic. And you've sent in quite a lot of music to us. You mentioned a project called Harwell Hooligans before. How did that come about? Oh, right. Well, um, me and the other guy in the hooligans, um, we grew up, well, he moved to my street when he was 17, but moved away with uni, and now he lives down in um, Worthing, I think. And so um, when I started making like the hardcore punk tracks and told him that I got a bass, but I was limited to what I could play, he said that he'd play some. So I was mm. like, yeah, that's really cool, man. And, um, yeah, and it's been great because uh, it means I don't have to dictate melodies or anything like that. I can just sit back and, like, the bassist still pick the melodies or, or the chords and then I'll just play whatever over the top. <laughs> it, means, um, it means my work's a bit less. But, unfortunately, he doesn't really know a lot about production. So, like, um, I have to produce them, which makes them kind of... I don't know. I don't think that they're as good as they could be because I tend to rush stuff. I tend to um, 
think, oh, I need to get this out now, I need to get this out now, when really I should take more time over my music and um, think about it a little bit more. Yeah. And would you say working with a second person almost changes your creative process? Or would you say it's a very similar process as you would writing for a solo song? Um, yeah, well, obviously, we'd have to do the beginning part with the drums. Uh, what I have to do is um, I pick out the, the chorus drums, the verse and the mid eight. Um, I'll send them to Liam then Liam will um, play a nice little bass lick over the top of them, send them back. And then, um, yeah, it goes from there. And then I start layering it with the guitars and the uh, other stuff. Mm. And you mentioned earlier, uh, Nirvana sort of inspired you to come into music. Would you call them your musical inspirations or are there other artists out there that you're inspired by at the minute? Um, Definitely Rancid. Uh, I've always been a big Rancid fan, and but then there's also 311, which is like a reggae metal kind of yeah, it's a it's a weird weird genre. But um, I really like 311, uh, Sublime, Bad Manners, uh, the Specials. I don't know, man. Uh, there's so many that like. Um, <clears throat> I believe like music is like Kung Fu. There's many styles, there's many ways that you can just like learn from and to kind of jam them together in your own way. And that's what I kind of try and do. Yeah. So are they the sort of bands you're listening to at the minute or do you have anyone else in your sort of playlist that you're really excited for? Ah, a band on their fat records called get dead. I've Mm. been really loving a couple of their tracks. Um, uh pepper spray uh that's a really good track by get dead and so is fire cell and i can't remember the other name of the other track but um it's a really good album that they've just put out and um i i believe everybody should actually listen to it it's it's one of the best uh fat records bands at the moment and that's a shame but still Mm. And you mentioned all of that. What would you say is your biggest musical achievement? What What are you most proud of in the music world? Um, I don't know, man. I haven't like uh, I I try not to take take it all too seriously or anything. Like mm. I supported um, Cap Down, Four Foot Fingers, and Sponge. These are all like British ska bands and punk bands when I was like 16, 17. Yeah. So like I kind of, that was the most accomplished thing I'd done, but that was also the first, the first thing I'd done and it kind of all went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Is there any particular, like coming off from that, is there any particular song you'd say you're very proud of? Uh... No, that like I don't feel like um like if you'd asked me this like six years ago I would have been like, Well, such and such I think is a great song and I'm so wicked and I like but um like a lot's changed and I kind of understand where I am a bit more and I understand that like Ah, it's it's hard to explain. <laughs> Yeah. So, what would you say your future goals for music are? What's 
coming up that you're really excited for? Well, um, I'm going to be working with working on some more Harwell Hooligans tracks with Liam. Um, we've got a couple on the go at the moment, and um, they're a bit more pop punky uh, mm. than straight up punk or ska that we were doing. So we're trying to we're trying to do the musical kung fu with the Harwell Hooligans. So we're, uh, as many genres of punk as we can. Yeah, you know, we don't limit ourselves to one subgenre of punk rock. We kind of look at it as like one whole thing, and it's like we can take sections off of all of it. Yeah. So, what would you say your favorite music to create is? Would you say that's your solo projects, or would you say that's more the Harwell Hooligan type stuff? I prefer the Harwell Hooligan stuff. It's a lot more fun. Like. Um, th- it's a it's a it's a bit easier as well because uh at the moment the way we're doing it as i said it's like i get liam to play his little bass first not his little bass i didn't mean it like that but i (laughs) meant i mean his little bass part yeah um and uh yeah he kind of it kind of takes the pressure off me to keep coming up with fresh power chords and fresh progressions and stuff like this so like and, and Liam's really great at doing wandering bass lines, so yeah. it can sound a bit more like Rancid if I wanted it to, or if we wanted it to, which is really cool. And um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. And where did the name Harwell Hooligans actually come from? Well, as I said, um, my uh, friend lived on on our street and it's in a village called Harwell near uh, a place called Wantage and a place called Didcot Mm. and uh, we kind of live in between both towns and um, we both worked at the corner shop and we were both punk rockers and so but we none of we uh, it's kind of silly because we don't live there now but we're called (laughs) the Harwell hooligans (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just reminiscent of like the times when we did hang around together. Yeah. You know? So you mentioned did. Was there a big thing sort of in between that that sort of spurred this project on? Um. Well, I was kind of getting frustrated with lockdown, to be perfectly honest, mm. and I remembered like. I remembered all the time I used to spend like making beats and making tracks and like time just kind of flew. And, uh, so I wanted to get that back, but every time I sat down, it just didn't feel right. I just didn't feel like making music, but then I kind of almost forced myself to write some lyrics and then, uh, I wrote some more and I wrote some more and I wrote some more. So I just kept going, kept, kept writing and they're getting a bit better, a bit worse. I don't know. I'm a bit slap happy with it, but um, yeah, yeah. And would you say that's one of your big pushes towards creating more music? Yeah, I I, I love starting a project and I love finishing a project. Mm. Everything in between is just kind of almost like a blur because you don't because you're. It just, it's just it's it's like having a puzzle, you know. Yeah. You've got a couple of pieces, and then you can build your own pieces and make your own. And so I I just 
I find it relaxing. I, I can just spend a lot of time producing music at the moment. Yeah. And is there a particular way, because I, I know this differs per artist, is there a particular way you like to distribute your music? Because I've, I've had a look, you're not the most present on social media. Is, is getting it out there just uh, almost automatic feeling, or is, is it the sort of urge for people to listen to it? Um, uh, I, I think it's mostly I'll put it out there and dump it. And just like if people like it, people like it. If people don't, then there's no skin off my nose because it didn't cost me anything, did it? Yeah. You know, so like, um, uh, I have put a reggae track out on iTunes back in 2013, and it, I think it's on Spotify. I don't know. I like, I don't really care about it. But like, it's it's like a pop reggae track that I made, like as after I done my um, catch up course on production at Reading College. Yeah. So it it was there was a part of the pro, part of the course where we had like they said oh produce a track and put it on SoundCloud. Mm. Well, I I always do that. So I was like, how about I produce a track and put it on iTunes because I've never done that before, and yeah. like my my lecturer said, yeah, I could do it, so I've done it, you know. And is, there a, is there a particular reason you stick to SoundCloud and don't almost explore the sort of iTunes and Spotify world more? Um, I, when me and Liam get a few more tracks together, we're gonna, we were thinking about putting out a free release on iTunes, hmm. and then, um, yeah, going from there to be honest, but we uh, we wasn't going to use any of the tracks that we've put on SoundCloud. I don't think um, yeah. we were going to come up with like new tracks, put them out as a free release on iTunes, maybe, and then see where it goes from there. See if we get any downloads. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, and uh, do you have a sort of almost project path mapped out for Harwell Hooligans um, or your future releases, or is it a sort of go as it comes sort of feel? Yeah, it's definitely go as it comes, man. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I'm not very good at planning planning many future events, to be perfectly honest. Mm. Yeah. Well, is there anything you're sort of particularly aiming for? Um, is there sort of a loose target you have, or will it be you sort of create something and you'll you'll put it out straight away, and then it's just on to the next one? At the moment, that's exactly what I'm doing is just creating it and creating something and on to the next one. But um, the more I work with Liam, the more time's being spent over the tracks. And uh, so I think it will change in the future. I, I think we'll get the whole, all the tracks sorted and then put them all out together rather than one by one as they're done yeah. in the future. Yeah, and you mentioned you sort of got back into music during lockdown. Have you ever found there's a almost more difficult process doing it, being almost more isolated than being able to collaborate in person? Well, man, um, the problem that I have is I don't know anybody that actually, other than Liam, that actually plays uh, punk rock. Hmm. Like my younger brother, he's a musician, 
shout out to Worried About Mike. Um, that's his name. But he he likes to busk in Swindon. But like my brother, he's into like doing like acoustic covers and busking and stuff like that. Yeah. So like my brother's not interested in like making music the same as me. Um, my other friends, they're DJs, producers, and like hip hop heads and drum and bass heads. So yeah. Um, I've got basically nobody that kind of actually kind of even cared what music I made, do you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a weird one. So I've kind of always made music like since being in a band in when I was 17, I've always made music on my own. Mm. Like, yeah. So it's, it's, it's no difference to me. Like this, this lockdown thing, making music on my own is, is, is kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's what I'm used to. It make it it makes lockdown on easy mode. Yeah, yeah. Well, finally, my co-host Dan couldn't make it to this, so his one input for this interview, he wants to ask you, what do you think is the best biscuit? <laughs> um, ginger nut, mate. Oh, classic there. Yeah, definitely a ginger nut. Yeah. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic speaking to you, Danny. It's been a hard day's 
was Gotta Win by Danny Mac, followed by A Hard Day's Night by The Beatles and finished up by Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Apologies for any minor technical difficulties there. Software's playing up a bit, but what else do you need on a Friday night? We're here, we're on the radio, and you can still hear us, so it's all still fantastic. <laughs> 